Hey guys, it's Preston here. Before we get started with today's episode, I need to ask you for help. Every week, Clay and I show up ready to give our most authentic, genuine advice for freelancers trying to scale their business. But without a freelancer on the other end of the call, it's really just not as fun. So if you've been listening for a while, or even if you're brand new here and you still haven't joined us for a call, do me a favor and click the link in the show notes of this episode, or just visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There, you can sign up for a time to chat with me and Clay. You'll find a short survey so we can learn more about your business. And we promise we'll do our best to help you take your freelance business to the next level. It's all free. There's no catch. We just love to air these conversations on the podcast. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to have everything figured out. But in order to make this show every week for you and thousands of other listeners, we need your help. So visit freelance2founder.com today and sign up. We can't wait to chat with you. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, are you leaving money and clients on the table? If you're not tapping into the gold mine we're going to talk about on today's show, then you're probably missing out. It's one of the best kept secrets to blowing up your lead pipeline with new clients and tons of high paying projects. So stay tuned and we'll tell you all about it. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air, as always, is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. What's up, man? I'm ready. <sighs> I've got a cold, man. I don't know if you can hear it. It's like you can always hear it more in your own head. Uh, but <laughs> Yes, everybody can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on, so I'm going to power through but I apologize for sounding like I'm on my sickbed today. I'm actually feeling fine. It's just, uh, you know, you know how that goes. So anyway, I've been better, but uh, but it'll be a good episode today because joining <laughs> us also is our new friend, Alexander. Hi, Alexander. Hello. Thanks for having me. And I am on I am on a call today with two guys living in Austin, Texas. First, Our first guest from Austin, where you live, Clay. Maybe it's a sign that you just need to leave the uh, Utah <laughs> area and uh, just come on. I, I thought you were going to say I should just leave and go get better while you guys just talk for a half hour. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we don't, no, we don't care about your health. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Alexander, thanks so much for joining us on the call today. Alexander emailed me and he was like, 
I have noticed that uh, you know a lot of freelancers and agency builders miss out on this gold mine for finding clients, and they just sort of bypass it. And I agreed, and I, and I know I've talked to Clay enough to know that he agrees as well with this tactic. So we're going to talk a little bit about it today, but I'm going to leave a cliffhanger there, a little teaser. Before we get started, I want to hear, Alexander, can you let us know a little bit about you? Tell us about you, about uh, your story a little bit, about your business. Maybe just give us one or two minutes of who you are and, and you know why listeners should stick around for the next half hour or so. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. And um, yeah, I've been a freelancer for over six years, full-time freelancer, I should say. And I write primarily for tech companies in B2B, a lot of SaaS, cybersecurity, stuff like that. Um, I work regularly with companies like AppSumo and NetProtect. And um, kind of my two niches in that are typically website copywriting and then long-form writing. So anything from eBooks to SEO, blog posts, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Then on top of that, do a lot of ghostwriting and pitching for clients. So help people get on like PBS NewsHour, Forbes, Entrepreneur, um, different cover stories like High Rise Life Magazine. Um, so yeah, been doing this for about six years. Love it. Best job I've ever had. And yeah, I think more people should do it. I love that. So you're, you're like a you're like a combo uh, publicist, writer, marketer, kind of the whole deal. Right. Arena. Yeah. I kind of awesome. yeah. I tell people that I focus on uh, long form writing and copywriting, but I do I take kind of occasional ghostwriting clients as well. That's great. And and uh, you said you've been at it for six years. Is it is it just you doing the freelance thing? Have you do you have a team of any kind? Have you had a team in the past, or what does your business look like that way? Yeah. So when I started in 2016, it was just me, and then my wife joined me as soon as we got married, and we used the first like six months of being married to basically freelance together and just kind of travel the world. And then we ended up freelancing for the next, uh, I think it was like four years together, if my math is right. And then um, Sarah Beth just joined AppSumo full-time last year. And so it's back to me just freelancing on my own. Oh, nice. Okay. What, what's oh, I'm the... just I'm curious. Oh, sorry. Go, um, Clay. You're good. I, I'm just curious what she does over at AppSumo. Just the, yeah, another she, local, um, so. she is a... Uh, she kind of has two roles right now. She's kind of like doing multiple things, but she's a content designer, so working in UX, and then also a product manager. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Is is AppSumo headquartered in Austin? I didn't know that. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, it's a great cool company. company. They're doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working with them, or Sarah Beth and I started working with them on a freelance basis maybe like mm-hmm. three or four years ago. So um, yeah, they've been a great client. We love working with them. Yeah, good. I'm curious what your favorite place to visit was when you guys were traveling the first six months or so of your marriage. Um, well, for me, it was very easy. So we traveled uh, at first to Central America, where I'd spent a lot of time before, then did some traveling in the States, and then went to Europe, which that was my first time going to Europe. And so mm. I think that whole experience was really fun for me, just getting to see Paris and London and various other places. So yeah, it was a great trip. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's let's not leave the listeners hanging anymore. I want to I want to tell them a little bit about uh, what your email said to me, Alexander, and why it piqued my interest. So basically, Alexander reaches out, and which you know we get pitches all the time for the show, and often we decline them. But uh, I love what you said here. You said when many freelancers get started, the world feels like our oyster. As as internet first entrepreneurs, we begin pitching clients across the world, but in doing this. 
we overlook a powerful home field advantage. Sure, you can work with people from anywhere in the world, but the easiest way to secure new clients, especially as a beginning copywriter, which you are, is to localize your marketing efforts. And then you said, speaking for my own business, this month I'm actively working with 10 companies. Five out of those 10 clients are based in my home city of Austin, Texas. And then you go on to explain that that ratio isn't unusual for you and, and that local marketing, local lead generation has played a huge role in growing your business. I know it's played a huge role in a couple of Clay's businesses. I'm not mm-hmm. as familiar with local marketing. So I think this will be an interesting conversation for me to sort of ask questions, listen in on while you guys share your expertise in local marketing. I've done a little here and there, uh, like at a day job. Um, I guess I did more than I'm, I'm giving myself credit for, but it, that was sort of more like less freelancing and less like B2B and it was more B2C stuff. Um, well, maybe and you I'm, might, right? Right? What's that? I don't know. I said maybe you might be doing more local with... Uh, yeah. I don't know if you, if you decided to pull that trigger or not. <laughs> uh, still, still like, still like uh, okay. quiveringly <laughs> holding my finger on the trigger, but Clay's referring to a previous episode we did where I'm trying to decide if we're going to open a local event center. Uh, and so, okay. yeah, I can definitely give an update on that throughout if that makes sense. But definitely, this will be super helpful for that if we end up moving in that direction. <laughs> I was about to say, you can, uh, once you, if you pull the trigger, you can go back and reference your home box. <laughs> totally. Or, or call you guys up again and we'll do this all over again with, with more questions that I have. But, uh, yeah. But Alexander, let's, let's start off the call, uh, by maybe, maybe addressing this idea of like, when, like you said, when you're a freelancer, the world is your oyster. So you start reaching out globally. How, how do you, I guess, begin the mind shift to say like, oh, there may be potential locally for me to, to grow my business? I mean, what's, what's like the very, very first step if someone wants to get into local lead generation as a freelancer? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that it helps to kind of take a step back and think about, well, at least this is how I start to think about it. It's like, I feel like there's a lot of money in boring businesses and boring ways to do everyday businesses. And so like when I go on subreddits or different things like that, I kind of see, okay, what is every freelancer or someone who's aspiring to be a freelancer? Where is their like go-to spot to like find clients? And typically those will be the most competitive. So we're thinking like uh, freelance sites like Upwork, Fiverr. Yep. It's mm-hmm. just where someone else is doing the client acquisition for you. And so they get a big cut. It's a lot of competition that drives down your rates. And so it's it's an easy place to start, which is why a lot of people go there. But there isn't necessarily a lot of money to be made on a per client basis, unless you have something that just like really sets you above and beyond everybody else. Yeah, I would say it depends on your industry too, because like, you know, as a writer, that's that's one hundred percent true. I can see why that's been your experience yeah. as a copywriter. I have a I have a friend Andy who we did a podcast for a year following his journey on Upwork, and he does like. Data, I don't even know what he does, man. Every time I try to explain it, I don't know what it is, but it's like <laughs> spreadsheets, spreadsheets and data analysis and stuff like that. And like he makes bank on Upwork because, you know, there's not nearly as many people doing that as our, for example, writing or something. But anyway, sorry, I digress. No, that's great. Yeah. And that's good to keep in mind too. Um, but yeah, so I think about that. Like, okay, if everyone is going this way, and I think that. Thinking globally is also one of those things where a freelancer gets started. They think, okay, I work from my room or from a co-working space. I can work with anyone in the world. I can work with somebody from California just as easily as I can work with somebody from Australia or like Germany or something like that. And so it's tempting just to kind of see, okay, like I can just put my net out really wide, catch as much as I can, 
Um, but I find that that's actually a lot more competitive because you're just up against so many more people. And so I think the underrated nature of this is that when you just kind of look at your own city, there's actually a lot more businesses who typically need freelance services, especially the most common ones, like we're talking about design, web development, copywriting, content writing. These services are things that almost every business needs today. And so you don't have to look much further than just your own city to find people who need those services. And so when you're looking globally, you're kind of competing against a whole world of freelancers. Whereas when you're looking locally, you still might be competing against people from all across the world, but you have a local advantage. There are people who want to work with only local contractors. They see that, oh, you like visit the same coffee shops as me. You sit in the same traffic. Like there's something very bonding about that. And so I think it gives you even beyond just like tactics that you can use locally that you can't use over the internet. Even beyond that, I think you just have a home field advantage of just feeling like you relate more to mm. customers and that they relate more to your business. Yeah, I actually really love that point. And Clay, I'd love to hear what what other advantages you think like being local to your clients adds, you know, if that gives you sort some sort of advantage. But yeah, um, yeah I, I love the idea. Like, like you don't think about that often, but clients care about that kind of stuff. What do you think, Clay? Yeah, I agree. Um it's and, and I I think I mentioned that before uh, exactly what Alexander is saying. Um, but I I think we're in a especially in today's world um, where it's so funny because a lot of businesses now be, due to COVID have moved to, towards a virtual environment, right? Um, which also means there's an uptick in how many businesses are actually trying to get business virtually. Um, basically, anybody in the world, right? Um, but at the same time, I think their uh, people are just itching to work with people locally mm. and actually shake hands physically with people. Um, so I think I think both of those are are absolutely true. And uh, I think yeah, I think you're spot on, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Get a get a coffee together, shake hands, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, you know, I think I think there's also like advantage to yes, you can hire a freelancer overseas. There's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But like sometimes someone who lives in the same same time zone and speaks the same language uh, fluently and and maybe not even the same language, but like the same like slang and local sort of you you like get it right. I mean, yeah. some of the best advertising that I see locally uh, that that I know you know clients have hired agencies or freelancers to do they they incorporate like local humor and local in like inside jokes like you you can't get that when you're hiring just just anywhere like there's there's a lot of advantages to hiring locally yeah i totally agree yeah and i think i think uh it, it, so something one thing that has never uh it's never uh changed throughout business is the power of relationships um and mm. so like no matter what kind of technology, no matter what new app or social network and blah, 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 the, like the, the fact is, is that the power of a relationship in business is, is I, I would argue, is the most uh, valuable thing in your business is, is the relationships you do have. And I think, I think having, uh, working with people locally, it's a lot easier to to um, solidify a relationship 
versus like over yeah. Zoom. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, we've got we've got like millions of years of biology on our side when we look someone in the face, right? Yeah. Even even over Zoom is different. Like like looking someone in the face, shaking their hand, hearing their voice, being in their presence. Like there, there's there's a lot of history working on your in your favor in that scenario. Yeah, Zoom. It's like okay, let's get to business. You know what I mean? Like there might be a little bit of chatter <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, but like we both know it's like. Okay, we're on here for a reason. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk business. Yeah. I also think like when it comes to particularly professional services, where I think it's really easy in the beginning to really overthink what it takes to launch a agency or freelance business. Like you don't need that many clients typically. You just need a handful, especially if you're like in just kind of the most popular type of services that I'm sure there are a lot of exceptions, but thinking just like writing, graphic science, stuff like that. If you have a handful of great clients, you really already have a pretty booming business. And so if you can think of it as, okay, there's a whole world of clients out there. I don't need a whole world of clients. I need like 5 to 15, depending on my industry. And I can find that very easily locally. And if I... It's like you can think of becoming a global expert in something, which is great. Like all, all of us want to be recognized globally as like the best in class and whatever we're in. But a step toward that could be how do I become the go-to local expert for my expertise? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. when any business says like, hey, I need a copywriter for this project, everyone in their network is like, oh, I saw this guy speak or hey, I saw this person like in a local magazine or like read their blog or something. Like you just become the go-to person. It's like you'll never need to advertise again because you just you have way more clients waiting for you in your hometown than you could ever need. Yeah, we've we've talked about this on the show a little bit. A, a term that I found somewhere, and if if anyone can remember where, <laughs> figure out where I saw this, uh, probably a simple Google search would tell me. But anyway, five mile famous, right? We we talked about five mile famous or ten mile famous or whatever you want to call it, depending on the size of your city. Like honestly, if you can be like you said, Alexander, well-known in a five-mile radius from... It, what am I trying to say? You'll, you'll never, you're, you're right. You'll never, you'll never be empty-handed when it comes to new clients. And so you become the best-known. And have you guys found, too, like... Um, do, you think, do you think local clients tend to refer you more often than like a global client would? You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. 
Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Mm, that's a good question. Um, it's been the case know. for me. I, I was yeah, just trying to think depends. back on it. And I think the when I think back on the two most common referral, like companies that refer me out, both of them are local. One of them is here in Austin. And then another one is in Fort Worth where I lived for about mm. eight months. Um, and both of them send me pretty regular work, like every couple months, send me a new project. So, Do they the, yeah. the clients that they refer to you, are they also local clients? I guess that's my question is like, is it more likely for a local client to refer another local client than, than a anywhere in the world client to just refer another anywhere in the world client? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, in my case, it has been local. So they are yeah. referring people that are in their network. They're just sending an intro email one day and they're just like, hey, Alex, this is so-and-so from my like mentorship group or something like that. They need a copywriter yeah. to help them out. Like It's typically people who are they know, they trust, they're working with in some capacity. Yeah. And so I think you just kind of continue to extend that advantage even in referral. Mm. But it's been opposite for you, Clay? Um, no, I, I think it's all relative, really. Um, I think there's a couple of variables that that come into play. Is one like how how good you are and and your your actual ex- customer experience, right? Um, and two is like branding. Um, but also another variable too is like I think it depends on your 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 uh, community. There are some communities that highly highly value uh local business more so than others and so i i get so like just for me my personal experience i get more referrals now than mm-hmm. i did with the agency the local agency that i had um so but i i'm also like more established and i have more credibility and stuff right now so like i think it's all relative i think yeah there's a lot of other factors yeah, I think I think in either case you can get a lot of referrals. Yeah. Well, I think this also extends the conversation into something that a lot of freelancers care even more about. At least people who want to be doing this for the long term, which is when you first start a freelancing business, you're typically getting every lead very actively. You have to write the pitch, find the company, research them, read their Upwork profile or whatever, and you have to like very actively seek out the client. And I feel like every freelancer's dream is, I just want people to come to me. I just want them to know I'm <laughs> yeah. this, and I just want them to be knocking down my door, more leads than I can handle. 
And I feel like this is a step toward that because going back to the what is everyone doing versus what is like very few freelancers doing, I feel like if you're thinking very globally and you're going to places that connect you with global clients like Upwork and different services like that, you aren't necessarily building a reputation that's extending beyond just your interactions with that client, unless you do just like blow them away and become a subject of referral. Yeah. But if you're thinking more locally, and we're about to like dive in some tactics on like how to do this, but I think when you're thinking more locally, it's more likely that you're going to build a reputation within a certain network of people who will then start sending you leads. Um, if you're, well, and we can think about this too on like a marketing front. If you're trying to market yourself globally, you kind of, you have so much you need to fill as far as like if you're trying to rank globally for a copywriting phrase, that's much more difficult than trying to rank locally mm, for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Austin, Texas copywriter is much harder to rank for than just copywriter. Mm, mm-hmm. And so if you Yeah, much are, easier to rank for. Yeah. 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 Did I say that backwards? Yeah, that's <laughs> um, <all> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I feel like if you can think smaller and think, okay, like how do I just become the go-to person in my scene for this? I think you shorten the distance between getting to that place of leads coming to you as opposed to you having to go out and find every client, research them, pitch them, the whole nine yards. I love I love that uh, sort of bridging how your mindset affects then the way you kind of market yourself, right? Now, instead of thinking like, how do I rank for copywriter? You think, how do I rank for Austin, Texas copywriter? Or now maybe you look more at like a Google My Business listing and optimizing that instead of trying to optimize like a landing page uh, that gets global global visits or whatever. Yeah, I, I think I think focusing local and understanding and getting that mindset can really impact a lot of a lot of the ways that you market your business and just talk about your business generally. Like, um, I'm curious. So, if, so say I'm a freelancer or I'm an agency builder. I want to focus on local lead generation. How does that change? I'd love some ideas from you guys. How does that change what my website looks like? How does that change what my marketing plans look like? How does that change uh, how I talk to people about my business? Like, what are what are some actionable things I can do? That if if I'm listening to this episode and I'm like, yeah, I am going to try that local lead generation thing. What should I start changing today that will have a positive impact on my business? Yeah. Um, well, speaking of websites, so I I don't think you have to like overhaul your website and just say that you're a local freelancer because I mean you can take clients from anywhere in the world. You don't have to like yeah, limit yourself I agree with to that. that. But if you want to double down on the local marketing then I think there are a few things you can do with your website. One is writing a at least one landing page that just talks about your services for local clients. And you can even extend it beyond your normal services. Like, I think I have a couple landing pages that are like, um, uh, copywriting workshop, Austin. Like, And I'm like ranking for a few of these that are just kind of like very locally based landing pages that like no one in the world is ever going to find this unless you live in Austin, Texas and need this mm, yeah. exact service. And it just helps me to rank for certain things. And so So let's hold on real quick. Let's get really into the weeds on this for people. So where where did you identify the right kinds of keywords to target uh for your particular city? Like are you just sort of guessing or is there a tool that you use to say, "Oh, people in Austin are looking for copywriting workshops, so I'm going to make a landing page about that." 
Yeah, well, that's probably a bad example because that one was just me wanting to create a landing page, hoping <laughs> okay. that I would get some bookings. But um, typically, I'll go to a mix of I use Ahrefs and Search Console and Google Keyword Planner, and I'll kind of use those three kind of in unison yeah. with one another. And so I'll typically look up uh, in Google Keyword Planner. I'll just start searching phrases that I think someone would Google. So the bigger ones are easier. So like Austin copywriter, like someone is probably Googling that. Um, Texas copywriter, Austin, Texas copywriter, like kind of Googling mm-hmm. those or searching those yeah. phrases. Yeah. And then the ones that seem to get some amount of search traffic, I'll then plug those into Ahrefs and see what the competition is like. I'll Google that phrase myself just to kind of see what I think mm-hmm. the landscape would like. Ahrefs will potentially give you like similar keywords that are maybe getting more search. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can then use that to basically see are there more, like you're saying, are there more specific things or different things? Do more people search for Austin content writer or Mm. Austin like website copywriter or something like that? Um, And then these just become launch points for. A little bit further keyword research, but also just start fleshing out these pages, and and it's helped me find like several gigs over the years. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I have a I have a friend, uh, Ian Paget, who uh, I did a podcast with a little while ago, and he's he's the logo geek. If you if you know his brand at all, um, so I know some of the listeners will be familiar with it. And he like this, his whole business is built on this. Like he ranks, I don't know right now, but a couple years ago when we were talking a lot about this kind of stuff, he ranked number one for like. Logo designer UK. He lives in the UK, right. and uh, man, he just like got more business than he knew what to do with because he he was able to rank for top keywords like that, local keywords. Yeah, yeah, those kind of things are so powerful because you're just attracting like leads, and like you said, like he's getting more than he can handle, and um, so that's like a very passive way to do it. Um, one that I recently found, which has been kind of fun, and. Uh, I just started it maybe like a month or so ago. Is um, you know Bumble the dating app? So they have yeah. a they're right. They're room. literally right next to my office. Oh, nice! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can wave. I could I could, I could uh, flick a uh, a stone uh, or a paper clip <laughs> over and hit their building. Okay. Um, but they they obviously have the dating side, but the lesser known sides of the building or of the uh, business is that they have a business side where you can make connections locally with other business owners. And it works the same way where you're just basically swiping on profiles. And so I started doing this, I think it was maybe a month, maybe two months ago. And I've gotten a really good agency client since then who has me on one project now and two more projects are about to kickstart. And it was literally just through just like having a little app on my phone I swipe, we happened to swipe on each other and then he pinged me and he was like, hey, I'm trying to hire a freelance copywriter for a few gigs. What are your rates? And we just kicked it off. And, and so that's like, I feel like that's a very underused one. Like most of the people I see on there are people who have more local services. So it's a lot of real estate agents. It's a lot of photographers, a lot of people who like, it's very obvious that they have local services as opposed to like global services. And so I think if you're a freelancer looking for kind of like a, a niche where not a lot of people are filling that yet in your city, I bet you Bumblebiz has some good opportunities there. Because everybody needs a freelancer for graphic design, copywriting, content yeah. writing. So 
that's another one I've used lately that um, yeah, has been successful to me so far. Interesting, Clay. I know you've worked. I know you've worked a lot with, uh, you know, like your wife runs. What is it called? Like a chiro, chiro. I want to say like a chiropractor, but I don't think that's a word. A what? <laughs> exactly. A, a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's uh, a chiropractor. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She's a chiropractor. Um, yeah. So like, I I uh, so just kind of like hopping on to the like what everything that Alexander's saying um when it, I I just I just got a couple notes on the website um like so a couple things that I would change specifically um if you're a local business or if you're trying to go if you change to local is um I think the content that you write about uh is key mm. um it it can it could drastically change so here's what I mean um and Alexander mentioned like, okay, a uh, copywriter in Austin, like, like maybe that's what you want to rank for. Or let's just say uh, you're a web designer in Austin. Um, Cause web designers can do business with anybody in the world. Right. So like, but what if, what if uh, I wanted to rank for, for that here in Austin? Yeah, sure. I could try to like do all that stuff and try to rank for those broad keywords. But w- one thing that I think a lot of local businesses can do is um, to target in their local community is write content specifically about their community. So, um, but it also has to relate to their target market. So here's an example. So chiropractors, um, for for example, it's obviously a health related profession. Um, I have a chiropractor client, uh, not here in Austin, but um, he works mostly with athletes, um, and he's got some Olympians on his on his uh, patient list and things like that. So like CrossFitters and, and um, like, that's just who he likes to work with. That's who he works with. So um, what I had him do is I was like, bro, you need to like write more articles or for example, write an article like, Hey, here are the top 10 uh, gyms in Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Like, so like, Mm, yeah, it has nothing to do with chiropractic. However, it relates to health it's going to target his target audience. And this is what I call, um, like when it, when it comes to search and SEO, like you basically have two, I mean, it gets, you can go deeper into this, um, but there's basically two sides, right? There's, there's people that are searching for information and then there's people that are searching to hire somebody. And so um, this is the informational side. This, so it's basically an awareness kind of uh, search strategy. So like, oh, like people are searching for the top gyms in Minneapolis um, versus chiropractor in Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Like the intent is different. Yeah. So when it comes to your content, uh, your content strategy, uh, obviously you need to inc- try to include and try to rank for the broad terms of like chiropractor in Minneapolis. But I would also focus on the local stuff uh, on that side of things with with uh, the local SEO strategy. Um, the yeah. other, the other, what was that? Oh, I just said I love that. Yeah, and I feel like even kind of taking that a little bit further, one of the nice things about writing those kind of articles is you also get on the radar of the gyms that you're writing about. And so yep. when those gyms are thinking of, oh, like this person hurt themselves, like where's the best chiropractor? They'll remember that, oh yeah, I was featured in that article. They highlighted me. I should point some business their way. They'll share it too. They'll yeah. be like, hey, look who just featured me on their website, right? Um, there's, there's a, uh, I don't remember the name of the website, but 
there's somebody who who targets chiropractors and they made up this <laughs> they made up this dumb thing. It's it's really smart actually. Uh where it's like <laughs> it's, well, I say dumb because it's not like a legitimate award, but he he writes this thing every year. The top 30 chiropractors in the entire world or something like that. It's like something extreme like that. It's not a legitimate award. <laughs> yeah. But people act like it is and they share it like crazy. If you're featured in that blog article that he writes once a year, like it gets shared like crazy. So like that's like people could do that locally. Like, hey guys, um, like so for example, if you're a if you're a movie theater, I think this is a brilliant idea in my opinion. Um, because obviously only local, mostly local people go to movie theaters. I would write an article that says, Hey guys, we re- we went all over Austin and we found the top five ice cream shops that have the best ice cream in Austin, right? Like to me that would be gr- that would be great because who want- what do you do after a movie? You go get an ice cream, right? And so um yeah. I, yeah, I, and, then, and then when after you post that you share it to all the ice cream shops and they yep. post about your article and you then tag it gets them. Yep. Yeah. And it gets your brand out there like you know it's saying like uh you know the whatever movie theater name list of 2022 of best ice cream shops to get ice cream after a movie. Uh, and we made it to number one or whatever, right? And, yep. and people brag about where they are on the list and it just gets shared and your name gets out there more. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you could even like, you could even take it a step further, right? And do some sort of partnership with them. Like if you find that goes really well, maybe, maybe uh, each of the people on your list of 10, you know, you do some sort of like buy a ticket, get a discounted ice cream or vice versa, right? Uh, mm-hmm. there, it like opens up. It's like what you said, Clay. Like relationships, it opens up all sorts of opportunity to build relationships, and uh, and, and become well known in your community. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how um, James Clear got his start. He was freelancing several years ago before he like really became like the big blogger author that he is today. I remember hearing a really old video from him where he was basically saying that how he got his initial readers is he reached out to all the people who were basically heroes of his and he just asked if he could I don't remember if he interviewed them or just like sent them a list of questions or something but he basically featured them all in these big posts and this was before it was like a normal thing to do this Um, so it probably got him even more traction than usual but he would just highlight people who he really wanted to work with, he really wanted to meet and it ended up really taking his the freelancing side of what he was doing to another level. Yeah, I love it. All right, guys. Well, we've been chatting here for for quite a while. I've I've been really sucked in. I think it's been really fun. What what have we left out? Like maybe let's take another five or ten minutes to round out the episode here. What have we forgotten to to tell people? What have we not made uh made them aware of so far in terms of local lead generation that you know, for freelancers walking away from this episode, what are they going to need to know to get started and to really do well? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I feel like I really want to mention probably the most obvious way to do local marketing, which is to go to events, either as a speaker or just to attend them. And I feel like it's common for, especially freelancers who make a living behind their computer, it's really common for them to be very introverted think oh i can just like find leads online but i'll say like my i don't even attend that many events but my hit rate for getting leads finding clients at event 
results is like surprisingly strong. Because if you yeah. go to like really strong, like let's say it's paid events. So you know people are already investing in themselves. They're like there to learn. They're there to grow. They're there to improve their business. Mm-hmm. You know that they're ready to spend money to reach the next level. And you just start asking them like, what are you working on? And you just, at least in my experience, most people have some, like probably a dozen backed up writing projects that they don't have time to do. And then when you mention, oh, by the way, I'm a writer, they like, oh, I have this white paper, I have this blog, I have this social media right. content. And it's yeah. just like, because everybody needs this stuff. And so, um, like, <laughs> that was a few years ago, um, when my wife was still running the business with me, she and I got a random cold email just kind of out of the blue. And it was from a person who was going to put on a tech, wasn't exactly a conference, it was like a kind of a showroom kind of thing. Like you were just, people would walk through and just kind of see different types of tech. And this person reached out and just said, hey, we've like, it's happening this weekend, this event. There's a couple booths that no one has sponsored. So we're just reaching out to some local companies and we found you. Would you like to sponsor a booth for like a huge discount? And so we were like, oh yeah, sure. We did it. <laughs> and we got way more leads than we could possibly handle. I think we ended, only ended up responding to like a couple people, but we got business cards from, oh, wow. I think it was between 30 and 50 people who were all just like, oh, I need a copywriter. I need a con- copywriter. And we only ended up following up with a few of them because it's like, we can't handle 50 oh, leads. That's insane. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and, and I don't know how we do this segment too, Clay, without you sharing a 30-second version of the t-shirt story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the t-shirt story is awesome. Um, I actually got that from Milo. <laughs> from Milo's blog. I know, blog. I know. It's like, uh, it's like kind of what brought us together in a way, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, so, like, I... I I when I started freelancing, I I hated networking. I still hate networking to this day. But um, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of a back in the day. I was like a really lazy networker, which means like I went to events. Like events were super key, like network networking events. But what I hated was I hated giving the same spiel to every single person that I met, and it just gets super tiring. And I'm like, what's What's a more efficient way of doing this? And I came across that blog article um, where somebody said, "Hey, just wear a T-shirt with the with your title on it." Um, and so that's what I did. I got a black T-shirt that I bought from Target, and I got I got I, I got like three T-shirts screen printed that all it said was in white letters on my chest, "Web designer," and that's it. There was no logo, no no nothing, no web no URL, just web designer that's it and so and then i started going to networking events and and people already knew what i did before i even opened my mouth so like it was brilliant and then that became uh my brand locally and so like whenever i started hiring people short, long long story short uh by the time i got i got up to like 22 employees that was kind of like our quote unquote uniform and when people saw us locally out and about uh, where and we got a whole bunch of them done. Like so, if we like, kind of just the the uh, how it evolved was it, it turned into our titles turned into geek. So like all of our website people were called web geeks or website geek or social media geek and and so on. And so every single person on our team like it was required. Like if you're gonna go work at a coffee shop or just be out and about like during a work day, you have to wear the t-shirt. And people instantly knew what company that was, even though our logo was nowhere to be found on that T-shirt. Yeah, and even if they didn't know what company it was, like they at least, at a minimum, 
knew that that person did copywriting or web design or whatever. Yep. And if they if they needed a web designer, like the shirt also makes it so makes you so approachable, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, it's an ice, it's an automatic icebreaker. If you wear a shirt that says copywriter and someone needs a copywriter, how easy is it for them to walk up to you and say like, hey? You're a copywriter. Cool. Here's you know here's what I'm working on, or here's what I need. So like, absolutely instant icebreaker. Yeah, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier about building that local brand. Like, how do you become the local expert, not just yeah. thinking like globally? And it's like if people are recognizing you, recognizing your shirt, it's like that's an expression of brand. People are recognizing you, and they're like they don't have to guess. So like, oh, I know this company, and then they're more likely to work with you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. This has been. A, a super interesting conversation for me. I've been taking a few notes myself, uh, and I and I hope it's been. I think it's been for freelancers and agency builders who are like, you know, what we don't have any local clients. We we're leaving money on the table. We're leaving untapped potential out there in terms of local leads. I think it's been a helpful conversation. Thank you so much for taking time, Alexander. Will you tell everyone where they can catch up with you, how they can connect with you if they want to connect with you, um, and just where to find you? Absolutely. So you can find me at lewiscommercialwriting.com. And I have, um, yeah, you can find my blog there, newsletter. I've got like a copywriting product you can check out. Um, yeah, here in Austin, Texas, if you also freelance from here, let's uh, send me a message. We can meet up. All right. Thanks Clear, so much. Clearly, you, yeah, clear, I mean, clearly uh, he knows what he's doing in terms of copywriting because I get like probably five or six pitches a week and I say no to 99% of them. <laughs> and Alexander got on the show. So, <laughs> Clay, what are you going to say? Well, I, I can't go without saying like us talking about local networking and local marketing and blah, blah, blah. And both of us are in Austin. Come on, we got to meet up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> I'm game. All right, why don't both of you just say your phone numbers on the air uh, and, and then <laughs> we'll hang out a few minutes here after we hang up and you guys can exchange information, but uh, that'll be fun. I wish I could be there. I mean, we're going to convince you to move out here. I think that's what yeah. we determined. <laughs> yeah, ditch, I don't know. Uh, we'll see about that. It's Utah. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for taking time. Clay, I want to hear next episode all about your recent launch as well so that um, people can hear what's going on there oh, and have a chance to check yeah. it out. Sound good? Okay. Yeah, sounds great. Okay, man. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it and have a great day. Awesome. Thank see you. Ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.